Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. We join on the line now by researcher at the Public Service Commission and uh, lecturer at the Tswane University of Technology, Khabo uh, Murifi. Khabo, this is of course a an intergenerational platform where the youth have also been invited to ventilate their views on corruption. But uh, you also wrote an article on these issues uh, saying very pertinently that South Africa cannot afford to become a failed state. So let's talk about that, uh, why you are concerned that we may slip into a failed state and what should we do about corruption at this stage? Yeah, thank you very much, Sakina. I think, firstly, we've got to raise the following. I think the 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 South African um, sorry, I'm saying the South African as I mean the Institute of Chartered Accountants, uh, you know, you know, did a research about uh, what they call state capture 101. And what they reveal in that uh, research, they say that uh, between the year 2014 and 2019, South Africa lost about 1.5 trillion to corruption. So that should really worry us. And subsequent, I mean, um, earlier, uh, I think I think as far as uh, September last year, uh, Bloomberg has already you know, projected that South Africa is going to become a failed state. And on different platforms, various speakers have spoken about nine wasted years and so on and so forth. And in the main, some of the issues that are intimated by commissions of inquiries into state capture and many other commissions that this country, you know, has had are really, you know, demonstrating that should we not correct some of these things that are you know, going on in the country we are running a risk of becoming a failed state. And one of the characteristics of a failed state is that uh, it, it is a collapse of all state institutions, collapse of the economy, uh, which would you know, leave you know, masses of our people in very devastating circumstances. So it is something that I think should worry all of us and we've got to you know, concert our efforts in our collective responsibility to correct the wrong in the country and put our country in a right you know, set of development. As a young person yourself, uh, when we talk about corruption being endemic in South Africa, how does this affect the youth? And, and, and would you say that the youth have also bought into this culture of corruption? We, we are struggling, Sakina, to be honest, because in our societies and in our communities, we tend to celebrate beneficiaries of corruption and beneficiaries of state capture. What am I saying by that? Is that when we see uh, these beneficiaries of corruption driving in their German sedans and British off-roaders, we get to see that as, you know, we get to embrace that as success. And I, I'm saying, Sakina, um, we've got to really change this mindset. The, the liberators of this country have liberated us from apartheid and colonialism. And I think that we've got an opportunity as young people to say, Corruption is really stealing from us and we've got to do something about it. And part of doing something about it is reconscientizing other people in society that we can lead modest lifestyles as people, as young people. All we need is to ensure that we have shelter, we can eat. But let's also be focused about some of the things that are really derailing our development as a country. So 
those are some of the things I think uh, as a young person, and I was quite happy that during the commemoration of International Anti-Corruption Day, we've had very clear you know, representatives of young people who have come out to say these are the sort of things that their initiatives, their organizations are embarking on to ensure that we fight corruption. But in the main, it's about shaping behavior, especially from ourselves as young people. I think we can really, you know, change this thing and choose, you know, our 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 side of struggle, which is that of liberating South Africa from corruption. How do we go about effecting that sort of mindset shift, a mind shift? Because, as you say, the youth look up to um, these opulent displays of wealth that are all around us. And um, Nishant Bolton also notes that and, and, and makes the point that we revere some of the people that are facing charges, uh, people that are known to have been involved in corrupt activity. So how do we go about as a nation making that sort of shift for ourselves? Look, SK, the implications of corruption are very dire, especially to development. You look at our economy has been stagnant, and today we're talking about recovering better with integrity, meaning that uh, although we've been hit by the pandemic badly, uh, we've got to recover the economy. So some of the things, our people, we, we, those of us who, you know, are part of these discussions, we've got to go down to our people and re, you know, educate our people about the significance of playing a role in shaping, you know, uh, in the fight against corruption. This means that wherever you realize that lifestyles of people, especially of public servants, are that which cannot be ascertained by their reported income. We have got to say something about some of these things because these people are the ones that are eating away at the resources that are meant for the masses of our people. These things, monies are stolen from state institutions and the display often goes into clubs, it goes into our communities where we see flamboyant, you know, and, uh, you know, flamboyant events that are hosted by some of the public servants. We want to ask ourselves questions. How do these public servants afford, you know, this type of lifestyles that they are living? I think it is a community effort that we, we have to really be considerate about some of the things that are happening around us and where we see wrong things we've got to blow a whistle on some of these issues we have institutions and platforms where you know whistles can be blow, blown against wrongdoing and corruption so i think um it, we have to educate society but it also leave you know academic institutions it must go down to basic education where we teach young people, learners from, you know, primary schools and high schools about the importance of leading, you know, modest lifestyles, that of understanding that public resources belong to the people and belong to the development of society, not about ourselves as individuals. Habo Murifi, thanks so much for your time and uh, researcher at the Public Service Commission and uh, lecturer at the Tswane University of Technology. Habo Murifi there. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo.